the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I've always got seminars coming up. You can find out more about those by going to Rob Black's show. Rob Black's show. I try to make them infotaining. Doesn't always work. Sometimes when you look at actuary tables, you're actually looking at boring tables with data in them. Something I like to do from time to time is break from the script and not talk the economy. I could say general things about the economy and kind of like help guide you a little bit. If our economy is growing anywhere between 1% and 3%, it's fine. 2% is ideal to me. 2.5% is ideal. 3% starts creeping in on inflation. And inflation is the boogeyman. When it comes to investing, when it comes to your retirement, when it comes to anything financial, inflation could become the boogeyman. Wage inflation is nice, as long as it's not too much. Because then corporate profits get sapped in a slowing economy, and people get fired. So there's some issues to deal with. I personally don't like inflation where I live because there's more people. A friend of mine has sat on the sidelines for real estate for 10 years, and every year he sees prices going up 7%, 4.5%, 7%, 6%. And he's like, I should have bought. I should have bit the bullet instead of, of analyzing my brain, just get on into the game. So there's different types of inflation, right? Something I like to talk about from time to time is some of the successes that I see out there. Banking a million dollars is, it's a thought that sounds like a successful thought to me, right? I would like to say I've got a million dollars in the bank. Quit your job, travel the world. Now, the funny thing about that is everyone's like, a million dollars in the bank would be awesome. I could quit my job and travel the world. You really can't. Because that's only going to pay you about $40,000 a year. And depending on where you live, and how you travel, I guess. Um, one of the best things you could do is is start tracking your money and don't have the herd mentality. Um, you don't have to be like everyone else. You could drive a car for 10 years. It doesn't have to be replaced in three, which most people like. So 
They had a, you have a fear of missing out mentality. And I don't think you miss anything out. Um, the only reason I have TV right now is to watch sports. And, you know, it's a lovely feeling when you're with a loved one, a child, and they watch sports with you and they put their head on your shoulder and ask you questions. That's the only reason I have a television at this point in time. Um, for me, I find that I can keep myself entertained plenty enough by stuff on YouTube and v- v- uh, Vimo and other sites like that. I was watching um, the new video from Haim yesterday. Um, three girls rocking. New, it said, new video from Haim. I'm like, I'll give it a try. Um, and then right next to that video, there was a video about how the three of them grew up together and how her dad, their dad loved music. And they showed them like in their living room, which is, I don't know, maybe they were in Nebraska or something. It wasn't the nicest living room. And I know you're saying, what do you have against Nebraska living rooms? <laughs> if you only knew. It was a cold night. The knife was sharp. Um, but it was kind of cool because at one point in time, they all start drumming together. And then you could see in their new song, they're, they're drumming together. And again, I, I'm not saying it's a song you're going to like. I'm not saying it's a band you're going to like. Uh, but when they're on Saturday Night Live four years ago, they owned it. And Haim's the band that has the three sisters who kind of look alike, which is kind of nice to see sisters look alike, right? Genetically speaking, like, yeah, they're they're from the same tree. But they're the band that has the bass player who makes what I would refer to as bass face. And it's pretty hilarious because it's tough to recreate. So, But if you Google... Haim, H-A-I-M, Bass Face, um, you'll get a laugh out of it. So anyway, people have fear of missing out, and I like the millennials today because they're willing to say, you know what, I didn't grow up with a $150 cable bill. I don't need a $150 cable bill. I'm more than capable of watching 20 minutes of a new video and a little documentary put together about three sisters, and that's enough video for me. I'll go read a book. And they're a little bit annoying about it because they don't want a book book. They want books without wires and books without pages. So track your money. Don't fear that you're going to miss out on anybody. People are just making decisions in their life with what to do with their money. You should be able to make your decisions as well. Don't think you're going to miss out. Don't say to yourself like, oh, no, I'm not in the housing market. What am I going to do? Well, if you want to get in the housing market, maybe it's not the local market that you're in. I make 10 times more money than my father made in his best year. My dad worked 40 years, right? Um, now, I also live in an area that's more expensive than any other area they lived in. So why not take some of that extra money of mine and, and buy, you know, in an area that's not as expensive, which is, i.e., the rest of the world. So I'm not afraid of missing out and... If I get a place where I live, that's great. If I don't, I'm going to get a place somewhere else. Um, I'm a big fan of being content with less. There's that horrible song from the 70s. Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. Um, That should be your mentality. But sadly, it usually isn't. And a lot of people have affairs because of money.
money that gives them too much power and money that is seductive because you don't have it. So um, live freely. Um, I, I think you could do that quite nicely. And like the idea of buying a duplex where you live in one half and rent out the other half, I think makes tons of sense. And in this day and age, if you can buy a house and rent out one room or two rooms, if you don't need all those rooms, I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, but as your life gets more better and you get more money, don't let your cost of living inflate like your banking account and your saving account has. Um, happy is not material objects. So financial independence to me is happy. So, and I just hit a number in my savings not too long ago where I can now take my middle finger and, and flick it off and go, I don't need this anymore. So if I have a neighbor who happens to like to pee in the backyard, I can move. If I have a boss who, and, and this isn't quite true, makes me read commercial copy that I don't really want to read, I can say no, but also I want to be a team player. So, um, but I want to put a good, you know, it's a little more disclaimer on it. So always try to stay the course. I think that's a key to getting successful in life. Um, try to build your cash savings, try to build your investments, try to build, um, you know, emergency reserves per se. And at some point in time, you're going to say, whoa, I've got an extra $12,000. I should have a new car or I should have something. So educate yourself financially. You had me hanging on a dream you never there you go. Lived. Little hand. You gave me a oh. I'll let them take us to break. I'll be back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. And I could see for miles. And I've forgotten every line. Now you're saying that you need me, babe. Right now, right now. Now you're saying that you need me, babe. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. AM it's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Friday Report. Report. Old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey updates. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Not so much. It's what's on your hockey mind right now. It's the primal instinct, so to speak. 
The Barracuda finished, the AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks, finished in first this year. And uh, they got a draw of the Stockton Heat, and you'd be like, great. But the first two home games, they split with the Stockton Heat. So now they have to are put into a position that they got to split in Stockton, bring it back to the Tuesday home game in May. Joining me now, Nick Nolenberger, the voice of the San Jose Barracuda. Nick, how are you? Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm good. Better than the Sharks. Yeah, we still got hockey. Yes, still got hockey. I like the way you put that. Uh, and hockey is, I think, just the greatest sport in the world in April, May, June. Um, I was watching the Capitals with the uh, Penguins with my young son last night, and uh, he's eight, and he puts his head on my shoulder, and we're just watching hockey, and he's like, who's the greatest player? I'm like, well, Ovechkin's a great scorer, and Crosby's probably got more Stanley Cups, and it's it's just fun. It's a great time of the year. It's intense. You can watch almost peewee hockey this time of year, and it's great hockey. No, I agree. This time of year, it's it's so fun, and it, it kind of puts uh, it puts the sport on a out there in display in, in in a great light. I know you know, especially out here in, in California, you know, we're still selling selling the sport and still trying to kind of push it on people at times. And you know, when it gets to playoffs and I think people notice the intensity and just uh, the effort and, and the, you know the, the will to to want to win a Stanley Cup and it's so fun to watch and you know it's just a war of attrition for these guys to go four rounds and try to win a Stanley Cup and um, you know that's why it's, they say it's the hardest trophy to win and, and the best trophy to win but I couldn't agree more it's such a fun time of year and for, for us in the American Hockey League it's no different you know it's it's a, it's a war of attrition for these guys as, as they try to you know fulfill some dreams and, and win a championship. Did you watch the game last night? I did watch the game last night. What a game. I mean, for for the NHL to be able to, again, for another year, get that matchup of Crosby and Ovechkin, it's just so fun to see. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm kind of rooting for, for Ovechkin just for the fact that he hasn't won one and that he's had such a good team and they just haven't been able to get there. Yeah, there's... Haven't a... been able to get there, but... Um, yeah, what a game. What a game. I mean, again, just a great display for the NHL and just a great display for, for the game of hockey. I've been watching hockey for 40 years, and in the final three minutes, there's a scramble in front of the net where the Capitals are trying to poke it in. And I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> it was it was chaos. It was nuts. And somehow the puck didn't go in. But let's turn the page to you, Troy Grosnick. How's he doing so far in the stand on his head and win some games for the San Jose Barracuda? Well, you know, it's, this is a one versus four matchup. So, you know, when when you get into the playoffs, nothing matters. So, San Jose, as you mentioned, you know, with the best uh, winning percentage of the Western Conference going in into the playoffs, you get home ice, and, and all of a sudden, you know, a scrappy stocking team they they take one of two um, in your building, and it really kind of uh, throws not not a wrench into the series, but really kind of livens up the series. And I think San Jose for for um, the mindset at this point is you, you lose one of the two of your, in your own barn, and all of a sudden, you know, you're like, whoa, this, this is a real series. So, uh, Grosnick's been unbelievable, especially the first game. You know, another shutout for him. He had 10 during the regular season, picks up another shutout game, won 28 saves. He was sensational. And for San Jose, it was a 4 nothing winning game one. It could have been a lot different. They could have lost that game. But Grosnick really, as he's been all year, was the catalyst to, uh, to the, to the victory. And, uh, game two, a, a sluggish start, four goals in the first period, and despite a, a valiant comeback, the, you know the deficit was just too large to, to get back into the game. So uh, Troy was unbelievable in game one. Didn't get, um, you know, as his defense would probably admit, not the best support in game two. But I think Troy would admit as well he probably should have been better in game two. So 
Uh, I think the, the club has uh, as much confidence in any guy uh, as they have in Troy, and they expect him to, you know, have his A game tonight and, uh, you know, get back to that form they saw in game one. But um, in order to go a long way, as you saw last night with that match scramble, front, you need a goaltender that kind of can stand on his head at times, and that's what Troy's done all season long. Good stuff. So the games, uh, wow, it's Friday already. So tonight you're playing Stockton, uh, 7 o'clock, and then Sunday in Stockton again, 4 o'clock tilt. And then the fun game. Bring it back to San Jose for a game five. Tickets are incredibly affordable. They're on sale right now at SJ Barracuda. If you've never seen playoff hockey in April and May, it's, it's, it's magical. And it looks like the attendance has been picking up in the playoffs as well. Oh, yeah. It's been amazing in the playoffs. You know, they tried to offer some, you know, different specials and stuff in terms of a discounted ticket. And, uh, when we talked last week, uh, you know, the $2 beers and the $1 hot dogs have been, you know, a, a kick and it's been a great success. So, um, you know, doing anything and, and everything and try to get people in the seats because we, you know, I think the mindset within the organization is that people come and they realize the value um, that they're getting when when they come watch a game and just the high quality of hockey that they're getting experience at a really you know affordable price, a family um, friendly price, and you know they're they're going to come back and they're they're going to want to come back and the kids are going to ask their parents to come back and and that's exactly what uh you know I think I think. What was accomplished in the first couple games at home, it was great attendance, a really good vibe in the building, and, you know, people are just excited about the the environment and excited about the fact that, you know, this isn't the NHL, but there's a lot of future NHLers, and, you know, the the quality of play is uh, impressive, and there's, you know, it's maybe not as clean as the NHL, but the speed is there, and, and the skill is there, and um, you know, it's just they realize how good of a value it is, and it was, yeah, the, the environment was amazing in those first two games. It's um it's a great value compared to the NHL prices compared to Major League Baseball or NBA. I look at NBA prices, and Nick. I don't see how people take kids. Like I, I love kids and all, but I don't see how people could take kids to an NBA game. But I'm digressing. Um, Marcus Sorensen, he was with the Sharks as their season ended abruptly against Edmonton. Uh, unfortunately, he gets reass- well, Fortunately for you, he gets reassigned down to the AHL Barracuda. What's it like having an NHL caliber player come back to the building to help the playoff push? I think everybody's excited to get Marcus back in the lineup. Before he left, he was on a 10-game point streak. So um, when he left, he was on fire. Uh, really kind of figured out the North American game. For a lot of these guys that come over from Europe, you know, it's a bigger ice sheet out in Europe, and it takes a bit for them to get used to kind of the physicality and the grind it out. You know, in Europe, they're able to kind of work their way into the offensive zone, make moves and, and without getting touched. You know, in, in, in North America, you got to get in front. you got to really sacrifice your body in terms of scoring goals. And, you know, it took Marcus almost 30 games to kind of figure it out, and that's really common. You know, it took him maybe quicker than most guys, but about halfway through the season, it clicked for him. And he realized that if he gets in front of that and, he's, you know, he's physical and he works, he's going to score goals. And that's exactly what happened. And for him to go up to the NHL and then get some strength in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's great for him. You know, we hope he can translate that down here with us. Nick, i got to cut you off. Have a good game tonight and tomorrow. And hope to see you back in town for Game 5 on Tuesday, sjbarracuda.com.
Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, <clears throat> investing in more. If you have a topic you want me to talk about today, drop me an email today, rob at robblackshow.com, and I'll try to get to it before the end of the show. A couple things that I want to hit on. Um, just talked about my love for AHL hockey. Uh, prices are cheap. You can get in for 10 bucks or less. And uh, that's pretty amazing. There's plenty of good seats. It's a great arena. I like entertainment like that. Um, you get to the point where you just you don't you forget how expensive things are. You take a family of four to a movie and you get popcorn, and you're like, that's a hundred and forty bucks. Um, you sneak in your own candy. You do stuff like that. I might have a little more respect for you. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm not trying to have you res- get respect by me. It's totally a, a, a thing that you're going to have to figure out on your own. There are some things that I wish I knew more as a child than as a young man, than as an older man. Uh, I've gotten smarter every period, right? Teaching our kids to be a little bit better with money would take us all a longer way. Putting the desire to give them everything you can aside, you'll quickly learn that they'll actually play with, you know, Christmas wrapping paper on Christmas morning more so than the toys, right? Teaching your kids basic money concepts, how to be responsible with money. Just giving them a wallet with money in it and seeing if they can, like, go a week without dropping quarters and dollars and things like that. We'll teach them to be a little bit more respectful, and we'll teach them that money is something transactional. Um, I was reading the other day with my young one, and he, he goes, did you know salt used to be used as money? And I'm like, I did know that, but why do, why do you know that? Like, why do, why do schools teach that? There's some things that I think we could pass on, right? So if you have not done this yet, sometime around age 10, go open a bank account for your child. Um, I have one from Pentagon Federal Credit Union, and that's been on my bank statements and my credit report for over 40 years, maybe 35 years. But the point being is it's my longest standing account. Um, it doesn't have a lot of money in it because what I would do is I had godparents, which I don't even know who their name is. And that's kind of sad because they would send me a check for $5 every birthday. And that money went into said bank account. Because what am I going to do with a check? Trade it for, you know, GI Joes. So open up a bank account. Start showing them how the system works. Uh, the power of savings. You know, $5 has probably been replaced by $20. So 20 bucks a month for 12 months, 240 bucks. Not bad, right? Now, the thing that stinks about it is, you know, and I know, bank accounts aren't going to pay you any good interest. But that's not what you're here to do. If you go to a company like a buyandhold.com and you get them one share of Disney, and then you go, we're going to go see that movie, The Last Jedi, which the new preview came out for. Um, it's going ha- to have a lot more Mark Hamill in it. And uh, so you take them to the new Star Wars movie. You spend a hundred plus dollars on that, right? 
He spent his whole bank account taking him to a movie. But he'll start to learn what money is and investing. And you show him things like if you put $100 in Disney five years ago, it'd be worth $210 today. And you're like, that's like this money just made little baby money. And then you don't have to have the birds and bees conversation with him later on because you just kind of gave him the birds and bees about how money copulates and makes other little monies. And then you tell him how expensive kids are. You want to give them the chance to earn money. Um, because it's exciting for them. So this weekend, if you can get your children, and somehow, if you clean up your room, I'll give you a dollar. If you help clean the garage, I'll give you two dollars. Help me fold laundry and take it back to your room. Two dollars and 25 cents. They'll start seeing that, you know, this is, there's an education here that leads to rewards and you're like, well, this weekend, if you want to use your money on candy, candy for the, candy for the pretty lady, um, hold the kids accountable, uh, when it comes to money. So their ability to earn and save, you know, is impacted by their behaviors. So I like the star system fine, where if you eat all your vegetables, you get a star. And at the end of the month, you get, an Xbox or something like that. I'm not saying an Xbox because that ain't cheap. But a friend of mine, um, he's got a great kid. And his kid was reading in first grade Harry Potter books. Pretty unheard of. And his kid plays in chess tournaments and his kid plays in soccer and his kid plays in... Um, and he goes, the, the thing that I hate is they sit around... He goes, he'll sit around and go, I'm bored. If he doesn't have his iPad in his hand playing Minecraft, he goes, I'm bored. It drives me crazy. But I made a deal with him. We'll get an Xbox. We'll get music games for you. If, if, you know, like rock band and stuff like that. If on Saturday morning you walk around the house and tell every, your brothers and sisters you love them and good morning. And if you have a cheery attitude on Saturdays and Sundays. Don't think you're going to be playing it all day long. And the kid's like, I'm in. And he's just trying to teach his kid to like stay connected. And I think it's a good dad. A real good dad. Um, I think... Prioritizing money. I didn't know what the word tithing meant. My father took us to Catholic church till we were about eight or nine, and he just burned out on it because he had six kids. And I didn't know what tithing meant. I knew what the collection basket meant. And every time the collection basket went by, I was like, I want all that money. I want all that money. But tithing is giving away money, giving away your savings, giving. So I think you teach kids you know, giving, saving, spending. Maybe even throw in another category, earning. And you just talk about things. Um, some people make their kids put half their birthday money into, or half their holiday money into savings accounts. But you also let them spend a little bit. I think that uh, helps them enormously. When it comes to purchasing things, instead of purchasing their favorite toy at Toys R Us, Go online and see if you can get it cheaper at Amazon and say, look at this. Your favorite toy is $40 at Amazon, but it's $50 at Toys R Us. Which is better? And again, it just starts to get them going and talking and, and thinking about it. So um, if you can eat at home most of your meals, make restaurants a luxury because restaurants are a luxury. And Americans spend way too much time at in restaurants. And you overeat and you eat food with a lot of butter and a lot of salt in it.
And that is my what I would do with kids' money angle. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Um, one area that I think we all could kind of regret is our cell phones and how we've probably all lost some photos on our cell phones. The My favorite photo service is Google Photos. <clears throat> and there's moments in your life where your phone's actually critical and crucial to you. Um, your child's first steps. The graduation from high school. The Christmas mornings. Or the Hanukkah mornings. For the record, um, one of the favorite people I ever dated was Jewish. And I didn't know anything about Judaism as a kid. I didn't. No one told me because, like, we were raised in a Catholic family and we didn't have, I guess I didn't have friends and no one told me. But the best thing she ever did was every holiday she would break it down for me and she'd humanize it. And, like, the dreidel game. And she's like, oh, and this is when the the Jews left Egypt and they didn't have enough something so their bread stayed flat. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. I get it. It's the Exodus story, right? And uh, she said the dreidel game is about taking toys away from other kids. And I love that explanation of it because I'm like, dreidel, 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, but when you know that you're taking toys away from other kids, it's like suddenly a fun game. So one of the things you could do with uh, Google Photos, um, if you're taking a lot of photos right now, is... Buy a phone with more storage, and that's expensive, right? Um, Apple has a little bit of a, I'm going to say, jerk attitude towards that. You can get the 16-gig model that will hold maybe 10 apps, maybe 100 photos, maybe a little bit of music, then it's full. It's up to you to buy our services to store those things. Or you can spend another $100 and get something that will last much longer. But if you go to photos.google.com, We'll sign into your Gmail account. You could start using Google Photos. If you haven't already have a Google account, you need one. And that's one area that uh, there's a service out there that will actually unsign you up from all the services you've ever signed up for. And I'm like, that's kind of awesome because I probably have an AOL account out there, right? I know I have a Google. I have two Google accounts. I know that, you know, um, I've got 19 Facebook accounts to cover my 17 Tinder accounts. <laughs> You've got mail. Yes. I am embellishing. I only have 15 Tinder accounts. And they all show me as Joey Fatone from um, Backstreet Boys. So there's a really good app that goes both on your uh, iPhone and from their account. And having uploaded your entire photo library to Google, you can safely delete the library from your local storage and go, woohoo, I can take more photos. And I highly recommend. Just make sure you uh, don't go, don't don't upload some of the sexy buttons, um, some Snapchats. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Whether you're 20 years old or 60, managing your money can get complicated. So set aside Saturday, May 20th, and get ready to learn some strategies that can help you build wealth, invest confidently, retire better, and pass on your estate while minimizing taxes. That's May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. We have two seminars lined up. The morning event runs from 9 to 11 with a focus on retirement income and estate planning. If you're nearing retirement, this one's for you. We'll explain how to transition your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, how to protect your estate from long-term care costs, and much, much more. 
our afternoon seminars all about investing for your first million. From 1 to 3, we'll cover the building blocks of a successful portfolio, from investing basics to 401ks, Roth IRAs, real estate, taxes, and investing tips. Two separate seminars, May 20th at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Sign up for either event at robblackshow.com, only $25. For KDO Day listeners, I waive the fee. Just use promo code RADIO25. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220. I recently saw someone talk about the idea of paying for colleges now no longer the generally accepted form of obtaining a career. And it was from Rick Edelman. I'm a little bit disappointed by that. So Rick Edelman is a financial planner. And he sold his firm to a big firm. Um, I think there is a thing that we should always look back on and say, is this still accepted or not? But he says the notion of going to college and emerging at age 22 with a degree in a field and expertise that you're going to engage in for the rest of your work and career is gone. Instead, it's no longer about a college degree. It's now about lifelong learning. I agree with a lot of that, but not completely. I don't believe in sending your kid to college with just the expectation of, okay, go figure it out. Any degree you want to get, you can get. I think you should talk to your kids about degrees. I think, you know, a degree in poetry is a disaster if you're spending $100,000 to do that. I know there's Pablo Neruda's out there, and uh, who's the one Oprah likes? that make tons of money. I'm with it, but I'm not with it. So advancements in technology and in the, you know, the understanding of skills, knowledge that we're taught in college, specifically those related to science and tech basically will become obsolete much more quicker. Okay. So I kind of like where he's going with that. As we went from a molecular science country to a biotechnology that's a massive system change. So in some of the drugs that you were taking for a hundred years instantly got replaced with, you know, genetic data that we had never had access to before. And that's only going to accelerate in the next five years inside the United States. So he says, Rick Edelman says, if you're going to be a modern day worker, you need to remain viable. You need to engage in learning. You need to engage in employment. You need to engage in leisure. He says we call them sabbaticals right now where you go off of, uh, work for a month. 
most sabbaticals don't last a few weeks, but they could last a few years sometimes. You'll go to school, you'll get a job, you'll take a couple years off. One of the things I like about that concept is I don't think millennials have this, I'm locked into working from age 20 to 60 at the same job that my parents had. Or on some levels that I had, I've had a career now for 20 plus straight years in the same company. Um, and that's pretty awesome. But in radio, I've worked at six companies. Um, in television, I've worked at one. So I, I like the idea of challenging this a bit. But one area that I wish was a little bit more clear was that what I learned at college is a lot like what I learned growing up. I grew up overseas. So I learned that people speak different languages. And it's not all about me. And sometimes when you communicate with people, you have to go, you know, bread? How much? How much? And maybe that's all the English they know, but I certainly don't know enough Turkish. Um, and living in Turkey was probably one of the best educations for me as a child possible. So I, I like the idea of sabbaticals. I like the idea I, a lot. And uh, hopefully more of us could take more of them and see the world, for the, sometimes for the first time, and get outside of our own comfortable shells, uh, see what we're contributing to and or what we're taking away from. So and I think the idea of sending your kids abroad is pretty amazing. If you talk to your kids and they're mature, it's not about going to Europe and getting wine at age 18. It's about going to Europe and like experiencing another culture. I saw so much poverty when I traveled Europe. And I saw so many people that will never get to the income level that I will get to. And I don't think that's super important, but I acknowledge it. And it, it gives me perspective that I've got it pretty good. I don't actually have to work in the daily grind every single day. I choose to. Um, and at some point in time, I just told the doctor, I'm going to have a massive heart attack and die. Well, the guy in Europe who I met on a train once, who didn't have enough money for alcohol, instead was drinking cough syrup. I'm like, that's a pretty good choice. It's like going to an AHL game versus an NHL game. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get your buzz going. Um, and I get it. Um, also learned, and this someone taught me this the other day. Um, it was a pretty funny line. She goes, if you could score weed while on a vacation, it's pretty great. But it's always the same crappy weed. And it's always through like a bartender who has it wrapped up in a brick or something like that. And I'm like, how do you know this? It kind of, it, it made me laugh on some level. So, um, but that's also like, that's a skill. I'm going to tell you, that's a skill. Um, so early retirement is a concept that, that scares me because we talked earlier in the show that $1 million will get you $40,000 a year. And some people are like, if I have a million dollars, I quit and I'm going to travel the world. And I'm going to listen to that bare naked lady song. If I had a million dollars. Um, I think three million is a much more realistic number for most Americans based on their median income of about $55,000 a year. I kind of want to keep you kind of close to that so that your lifestyle doesn't get too changed up. When you're in retirement, Monday's the very best, best day. When you're working, Friday's the very, very best day. I knew you'd get this. Okay, so the celebrity that I kind of look like is the fat lead singer from Bare Naked Ladies. Not Brad Pitt. The fat Bare Naked Ladies singer. 
Stephen Page. Take a break here. I'll be right back. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Buy you furniture for your house. Maybe a nice chest. I like that name. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 